When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. 806 Sports, the sip-off. NBA Carousel, and also our great friends at the Who Pets Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, I wanted to get this awesome individual who does so much in the world of sports talking about her San Antonio Spurs. But before we do, we got to mention that there was a very abrupt and surprise firing on today's newswire that came out that the Minnesota Timberwolves did unfortunately for Gerson Rosas, GM of the Minnesota Timberwolves, unfortunately got let go after only two years in the job rather abruptly, just a, less than a week before training camp. And a very right. surprised move. And here today to talk about that, plus her thoughts on the San Antonio Spurs, of course, and the Los Angeles Lakers, again, is the host of 806 Sports, the Sip Off, NBA Carousel. She does it all. It is Megan Price. And Megan, thanks for being on the program today. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, um, kind of a strange day in the news with that. It was not something that I don't think any of us anticipated this firing. Even the star of their franchise tweeted something that I'm not going to repeat, but obviously he was very surprised. Yes, yes. Came off guard to everyone. Very unusual timing that you would do it after the free agency period. After the draft, after evaluating everything that's going on and not giving him a chance to go ahead and make any changes during the season, only two years in. I don't know if there's a new ownership in place that, uh, you know, the GM was not an incoming part of. He was already an existing part of it when it took over. But still, I think that it's it's, got to be something behind the scenes. There's got to be some type of juicy news behind the scenes that that we don't know, we're not aware of, or that Woj or Shams is not reporting at this time that they probably will leak out later on. But I want to hear your thoughts on that. I mean, this is very abrupt to do this. I know the last time this was done, I think with Phoenix was what I was hearing today, that they fired Will McDonough just before the season. And, of course, James Jones uh, was upgraded, was was given the the GM job. And, well, we know how well it's gone there from Phoenix. So 
maybe right. history repeats itself, but I think he should have been given a chance. This team, it does still have its issues, but it looks like a team at least on the way up. And I agree. I think that they are moving on their way up now. They were in last place. And so obviously the only way they can move is up and hopefully that's what they're able to do. Don't they have a new head coach also? Didn't they get a new head no. coach during the season? So, yeah, it, but what's weird about it is I was doing some analysis for uh, Ben Simmons' thoughts, you know, and doing the trade mm-hmm. machine and using that last night to work out scenarios for an upcoming show. And the guy who invented the trade machine, Sashin Gupta, is now the GM of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Fancy that. <laughs> Yeah, so every time everyone out there uses the ESPN trade machine, you are now using his creation, so to speak. So be that as it may, I wish him the best of luck, but it's just, right. you know, he's, he's got an interim tag. So it's if he doesn't do well the job or they don't like what he's doing, they're going to get somebody else in place. But it just seems very curious that you start the season on this kind of note for the Timberwolves. Absolutely, but um, also not just extremely surprising. They've been struggling for some years, and, and not for lack of talent. They have several players that have been very good. Carl Anthony Towns is there, and while I have some criticisms to him, he is a great player. So, um, and they have some a couple of others. And they have D'Lo there. And so, you know, they have a few good players and you just have to wonder what's the problem because they do kind of have a big three element. And and that's generally what teams look for nowadays is they want to build something around a big three or, or maybe even big four if you're Brooklyn. So, you know, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but I'm not exactly too surprised by this. Now, I know that some of their players are surprised by this move, but they had to shake it up. What they're doing is not working. Yeah, not working at all. Uh, I know that, you know, they're trying to go ahead and put their hand into the Ben Simmons trade fire, but I don't think they have enough assets personally. I really think that right. it's going to be a coming down to Golden State or Sacramento. Sacramento, I was actually using the trade machine for last night, and it, there there's some nice fits there if Sacramento mm-hmm. does decide to go ahead and say yes on it. I really think there's some intriguing fits using the trade machine, but, uh, you know, be that as it may – just think it's so funny, though, that Gerson Rosas gets fired two years into the job, yet right. David Kahn, all the way back when, one of the worst GMs ever in the NBA, got four. Just to let everybody know out there, he got double the amount of years that Gerson Rosas did. So just to give everybody a heads up how ironic that is. But again, they're going to make some changes there. But there's also some changes in place for your team, the San Antonio Spurs, mm. and then my team, the Los Angeles Lakers. They've made a number of changes for both those teams. First thing I want to ask is about, obviously, the most stable thing that's been there for so many years, and that is, of course, Greg Popovich, mm-hmm. coach there for eons. You know, Obviously, his place has been cemented as far as where he sits in the pantheon of great coaches. That'll right. never be in doubt. But this is a team that, with all the young pieces in place, are another team that's trying to be on the way up that is going to look at things from a different perspective. My question to you is, you know, you've got this awesome assistant coach that's been there for a while named Becky Hammond, who Mm -hmm. seems to be passed over for every single NBA job. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, Right. Yeah. I'll I'll leave it at that. But this to me, I think is ultimately going to be her job when Popovich leaves. 
should there be now at a time where the team is in transition? Wouldn't it be a great time to go ahead and, and do that now as opposed to maybe waiting one or two more years? I understand it's Popovich's time to leave whenever he wants to, but seemingly now would be a great time to have that opportunity. Um, you know, I see Becky has a really more active role with the team um, than she has in the last couple of seasons. So last season, I started to see her have a more active role with the players, even in the play calling. I saw her dealing with the players more than Pop was. And also, she actually did fill in for him one evening, so in, in one game, and she became the first woman to ever coach in, in, during that game as head coach. Pop is 27 wins away, I think, from the win record, 27 to 30 wins away from the from the all-times wins record. And I think that's what comes into play here. Wouldn't you know the over-under in Vegas here for the Spurs in most areas and most hotels is 29? Oh, 29. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I think, I think he wants to get that record, and I don't blame him. But And also, I don't think he wants to just get that record and – and hold it with a few games over. I think he wants to hold it with a significant amount above that actual record. So I see him coaching this season and next season, and then he'll still have one more year on his contract after next season. Obviously they're going to let him coach as long as he wants to coach, but you know, I think of a similar situation when Phil Jackson took over the GM position there in New York and he was an excellent, excellent coach, but the game had outgrown him and his way of coaching and the way he was dealing with building a team. And I think that that might play a role in San Antonio. I agree with you on that. And especially after his time, uh, you know, obviously with the Olympic team and mm-hmm. how they got off to such a sluggish start there, but obviously the right. talent prevailed there and we know how that turned out. But I really think that Becky should get the opportunity. I think it's long overdue. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a lot of, you know, great hires, but I still think that, Becky, you know, her, she's already she's already earned her dues. She's already earned the time. She needs to go ahead and given a, be given that opportunity. We need to go ahead and just do this because she is very deserving of this opportunity. And uh, if that if he's chasing the record, then obviously give him another year to go mm-hmm. ahead and try and do so. And obviously, as long as he wants to do it. But I see a point in time where you should go ahead and give that opportunity to someone that is truly deserving and has put in the work. But to do it right now for a team that is on the up or hopefully on the up for you, uh, you got a lot of youth that's still there that's developing. You got a lot of talent that came in. Bryn Forbes was signed. Zach mm-hmm. Collins was signed. Doug McDermott. Then you had Thaddeus Young and Al Farouk Amino was traded in. Your thoughts on these moves offseason for the Spurs, were they something that, you know, were they moves that really just will energize the team going forward? I think so. Um, you know, I'm really happy with our second round draft pick. Josh Primo? Oh, no, no, was Primo. Primo was our first round, and I wasn't really happy getting him in the first round. I think he's somebody that we could have yeah, gone yeah. second round. We definitely need some help in our center position. And the gentleman from Texas was still available at that point in time. And I thought that's that's exactly who I wanted for the team. I thought he was a great fit. And Kai Jones, passed, I think you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's Kai Jones. And we passed him over. Now he ended up – he got drafted to – 
Charlotte. New York and ended up getting traded to Charlotte. So now he's in, he's going to be in Charlotte. And I think that's going to be a great for, fit for him as well. I'm just sad as from a San Antonio point of view that I felt like he would have been great with our Every offense. time he catches a lob from LaMelo, yeah, you're going to be very angry. I'm going to be hurt. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So we'll see what Primo does, but I'm excited to see what some of our draft picks from last year actually do. I was impressed with Devin Vassell last season, and I was impressed with Cherry Jones during the G League and the Summer League. And then Thaddeus Young is somebody that I'm super excited to have on the team. He was a part of the DeMar DeRozan trade. And, you know, you definitely want to get something in return. You want something instead of nothing. And he was a much better option than nothing, obviously. McDermott was a great pickup, but we just did not pull a big name like I thought we really needed to. We need somebody that's going to be able to replace those DeMar DeRozan stats. And I don't know if we have that just yet. Hopefully, DeJounte steps up. And I think that's going to be an important part. We're going to need... Derek White to step up as well. Zach Collins, great pickup, but will he be healthy? We haven't seen him be healthy in two seasons, so that's going to be tough, but I think he's an excellent shooter, and us getting Forbes back, I think, will definitely make a difference in us losing Patty Mills. Patty Mills was the last of our 2014 championship team left, and so sad to see him go, but wish him the best. I think he's going to be extremely deadly coming off the bench in Brooklyn there, and that's what we need from Forbes. We need him to come off the bench and hit threes, and he's very capable of doing that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Last year, I made a comment, I think it was after a San Antonio, or excuse me, last season after a San Antonio Lakers game, that San Antonio had four veterans on that team who mm-hmm. I think probably should have been traded before the end of the season to get really a lot more assets. And I know because of the sign and trade, because DeRozan signed the big tr- contract, you got Aminu and also you got Thaddeus Young, which again right. was a nice return for what you could do at that time. But I, I really thought that looking at hindsight, looking back on it, I really thought at that time you could have gotten a lot more assets for all those individuals. He gave Rudy Gay and also Patty Mills, they walked away for nothing. Alders yeah, too. So we lost out on a lot of our cap right there and a lot of our money that we have spent with these. And I do, you know, I felt like it was time to move on from L.A. And I thought he looked great in Brooklyn coming off the bench, but we needed a starting center. And that's what we paid him to do. And unfortunately, we made a bad decision knowing that he was aging and that he just wasn't quite up to the tempo 
that we were moving towards. Um, he didn't fit in. We changed our offense when we went to the bubble, and it became like a four-guard system. Becky was there. It was a faster-paced ball, and we looked good playing it. And I was hoping that we would carry that over to this past season. And we did somewhat, but not quite as well as we did in the bubble. And I would like to see us build off that again. And I think Becky was a big part of that. Becky has been a part of San Antonio basketball for 16 years. She was with the Stars for eight years, and then she's been with us for eight years as well. You know, she's been a part of the San Antonio basketball culture for a long time. And I think that I agree with you. I think she is the next in line for that coaching position. And I just kind of hope that they have a behind the doors deal that we'll, we'll never know about, but that, yeah. you know, yeah. she's in line to take over for pop because I think she's the one for the job. She knows the players the best. And I would love to see my team be the one to put the first woman in there, whether, whether she's the first one, if there's somebody else that gets the job before that, I think she's the right one for our team. Uh, and I saw it from the perspective, I, th- I already saw the potential that Becky Hammond had for what she was doing and how much work she put in. And here comes Tim Duncan along just because I'm Tim Duncan and he comes right in there and he was going to become what I thought would be the heir apparent. Now, obviously coaching wasn't to his liking and mm-hmm. it kind of worked itself out and he's now back in retirement and fortunately back in, but your thoughts real quickly on that scenario. Were you, did that cross your mind that it looked like that for at least a brief moment that Tim Duncan was going to be the heir apparent instead of Becky Hammond? It did. And I felt like it was somewhat unfair. I felt like Becky had put the work in as far as coaching. And I know Timmy is the definition of San Antonio culture and we love him. He was a great player, but to be a coach, I think you have to have a level of assertiveness that Tim Duncan doesn't have. And Becky doesn't have a problem hopping up out of her chair and getting in a ref's face. And sometimes that's what you need to do, or even getting in a player's face and letting them know like, Hey, you're messing up. You need to take it a different direction. And I don't see that coming from Tim Duncan. Whenever Aldridge was hurt and the team went to the bubble, he stayed back and he trained and rehabbed Aldridge. And I think that's going to be a role that he will always fill in on with the team. He lives in San Antonio. He's all, he's still in the gym. He's still in the facilities working out there. So I believe that he will always be there to mentor players but I don't think he needs that front role as head coach. What about a player development role officially for him? That would be kind of good. Yeah. I think that would fit his personality way better than head coaching. Absolutely. Because I can see him just coming up to the refs and just doing his, you know, the things he used to do as a player. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's like just getting thrown out of several games. Again, I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that, that Becky Hammond will finally get the role someday, you know, as the head coach for the San Antonio Spurs and your team, again, as we close out the San Antonio Spurs part of the conversation, your outlook for the team this season, how far do you think, you know, they can go? I mean, is, is playoffs the play in, Is it now looking towards the draft and the lottery? Where do you think they'll end up this season? Um, You know, it's yet to be seen how our pickups in the offseason play with our young core that we already have. So I'm not exactly – I don't want to have too high of hopes, but I also don't want to shortchange us. So I want to say probably seventh, eighth seed play in – tournament possibility um i would be obviously i'd be much happier with the sixth seed i don't see us being any higher than that in the west the west competition is extremely fierce 
And you brought up the Sacramento Kings, and I felt like this was a team that was trending up last season. Um, they had some injuries towards the end of the season, and, and that played a role in that. But I think they're a very exciting team to watch. And I also know that Boogie Cousins tweeted that he wants to go back to Sacramento. So that would be really interesting. I would love to see him there. And if they, if they are able to gel just right, I see them possibly being as good as San Antonio. Before we head on out, I wanted to ask you this. Your thoughts on the Lakers. We are just less than a week away as we speak in regards to the upcoming training camp. And I know there's a great outlook for the team by some people. Some people like question it. Some people think they should all go to the retirement home. Some people think it's a great (laughs) 2012 or 2014 all-star team. I get all the jokes. I understand that. I know that the team has high aspirations. I know here in Vegas they have high aspirations for them. What are your thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers this season? I am. I I think they have a ton of star quality and I don't think age is going to be that huge of a problem. Um, My concern is, you know, as Southern women, we have this expression about there's too many butts in the kitchen. You bump and butts whenever you got too many people in the kitchen. I think there's too many big personalities and people that are used to leading their teams or being the leader that I don't know if they'll be able to fit everybody's ego in. Really? Really? I'm concerned about Westbrook and LeBron playing together. I don't think it's going to be an issue during the season because, you know, during the season you want to go ahead and give LeBron some rest. Westbrook's going to get his triple doubles and they're going to succeed to that. I just worry about the matchups in the playoffs. I worry because again, as we saw from what we saw in the, uh, playoffs with in the bubble where LA was able to go ahead and really do a number on the Houston Rockets. And it primarily started with guard, you know, the lack of guarding of Westbrook. So you right. got to figure out where can you go ahead and work on those deficiencies? If he still has them at that point in time, which he most likely will, where right. can you turn those negatives into a positive? And that's going to be up to Frank Vogel to create that scenario in the playoffs. So I'm just going to say that right now, that's the, the, the during the season, it's not going to be an issue for me. I think they're going to win mm-hmm. an X, X number of games. It's going to, they're going to look good at times. In fact, they're going to look really good at times. But mm-hmm. it, it comes right down to me what's going to happen in the playoffs and the matchups that, that you create because of it. And also health. You know, it all, always comes down to health. If, if the Lakers aren't healthy, we saw what happened last season. If they are healthy, we saw what happened in the bubble. So it goes right. from there. But you know, uh, I mean, is there any one particular Laker acquisition this offseason that you truly like? Didn't they obtain Ariza back? Yes, I like that. Yes, I like that a lot. I liked Ariza in Houston and I liked her in Miami and L.A. So I think he is a scrappy player. I think that he has no problem getting in and playing defense. And that's something that you guys need. Absolutely. I'm just hoping there's still enough left in the tank because he is, I think, at or near the oldest of the entire crew at around 35, 36, 37 ish, right in that range. So, well, a little glimmer of hope for that. Rudy Gay was is older as well, and he was a huge role for San Antonio. Tons of people told me that you know he was going to come and he was going to disappoint, and he really like revived his career in San Antonio and now he's playing with an excellent playoff caliber team in Utah. So, you know, you could definitely still have somebody coming off the bench and playing a very vital role. LaMarcus Aldridge was old and he looked great coming off the bench in Brooklyn. So you can be older and play your role well. Absolutely. And 
if they just make sure they manage the minutes of all those old guys, uh, that would be, that's going to be key as well. If they can all shoot to their potential, like for instance, if you can get 36, 37% from Ariza, you can get the individuals that shot 40% last year, just to shoot the same thing again with, with the Lakers, then you're really going to do a lot of great things for Westbrook and also LeBron, just to be able to clear a lot of it up. If you have shooters that are, efficient from the outside so we'll definitely see what happens we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the lakers fast break podcast hey hoop heads we all hate ankle sprains and they happen way too often ankle injuries are the number one sports related injury arise is trying to change that With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. But before we head on out, this is time for you to give the hard sell to everyone out there on not only an 806 Sports, the Sip Off, NBA Carousel, or anything that you want to pitch. Megan Price, go ahead, give the hard sell on what you're doing and why people need to check it out. Every Thursday, I do my own show. It's called The Sip Off. We have drinks. We talk anything basketball all the way from high school, up-and-comers, college, and the pros. If you want to watch, we definitely are advocators of the WNBA. This is the Dallas Wings shirt. Definitely want to support the WNBA. Excellent, excellent season that they're having, and the playoffs start tomorrow. Mondays and Wednesdays, you can catch me on Sports Arena with Eric Wilson, Alex Fleming, Michael Caratanuto, and Ty Ray. And that's Mondays at 10 Eastern, um, 806 Sports, Wednesday mornings at 935 on Women's Wednesday. And there's one more. I'm missing one. Snowman in the morning. I do that every week as well. Getting back on the NBA carousel. I got to catch that ride. I'm going to catch it. I'm going to catch it. I'm going to go ahead and get the ticket to wherever I need to and get back (laughs) on that NBA carousel once again. Because, again, if you're out there on YouTube, NBA carousel, 806 Sports, Snowman in the morning, and the sip-off, Megan Price, it's been just a sensational time having you here. You're always welcome back to talk NBA, Spurs, Lakers, whatever you want to talk about. But any last thoughts on the way out? Watch the WNBA. You know, I definitely try to push it. And if there's not a team in your area, pick a star that you like and follow that team and show some support to the ladies. Well, you know, we got the aces out here in Las Vegas. Oh, man. Y'all are good. (laughs) Yes, I know. Every now and then. I I love it when I go by and I drive by here at Las Vegas, the Strip and Tropicana, and I go by the New York, New York, and Mm -hmm. uh, the Lady Liberty is wearing the aces jersey. I love when they put that on her. Really a lot of respect and props to New York, New York when they do that. Of course, the Lakers and the Sparks, you know, they've been a traditionally uh, strong team. This year, maybe, eh. Kind of, you know, we'll, we'll see from there. A lot of injuries have happened. A lot of injuries. Yeah, a lot of injuries there. But with the Aces, everything is looking good right there for them, possibly for a run in the playoffs. So definitely, if you can support the WNBA, it is greatly appreciated. They need all the help they can get and need all the support they can get. 
But in fact, NBA as a whole, please go ahead, check it out. Training camp is just around the corner. Will yes. the situation in Minnesota resolve itself? What's going on there? Will we find out all the juicy details? What's going on with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia? Doc Rivers says, give me one more shot to try and convince Ben to stay. Yeah, we know how that's probably going to work out. Now, we're all just <laughs> figuring out the, the trade scenarios from there. But, Megan, my best wishes for you and the Spurs this season. And anytime you want me to hop on the carousel or anytime you want to come back here at the Lakers Fast Break, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you so much as well. Once again, for me, if you have any questions, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com and Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. It's Megan Price from 806 Sports, the sit-off, the NBA carousel. And I'm sure I'm forgetting about three or four other shows that she I does. Do. Man in the morning. I know. She's got that long list. Where can they follow you on social media? Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. It's Megan Price, or you can look up Queen of Hoop. There you go. Nothing better than that right there for you. All right. Once again, it's Megan Price. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. I've got four great team fans, hopefully on the way to go ahead and talk about their teams and what they think about the Lakers this season. Those shows hopefully are coming up as well right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.